0: The data on this is from the before times, you know, when we had events. Hello and welcome to the Eurowhat, episode number 169 for the week of October 3rd, 2022. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm joined today by Mike Lacombe. Hey, Mike. Hello. This week, we'll be talking about Liverpool and Glasgow as next year's potential host cities. Mike, it's the most ephemeral time of the year.
1: Yeah, it is. We are crossing our fingers that this episode is not instantly obsolete by the time it drops.
0: (laughs) But there's like a nice chill in the air, the leaves are starting to change color, the seasons are upon us, and oh boy, what news there is, it's moving real fast.
1: Yes, we are recording this on Sunday the 2nd. It's possible that the host city could be announced before this episode drops on Tuesday the 4th. So uh, fun times. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, because like, I woke up this morning and there was like an article in The Guardian that says the, sele- the selection will be announced within days. So this is just me looking the selection committee directly in the eyes, begging them, just wait until Wednesday. Just let us have like one day where this episode is still a question of which of these cities.
1: We've been so lucky so far this
0: year. Yeah, we've we've uh, been in like a nice little sweet spot. And we may be getting back to our normal cadence of releasing a show and then more news dropping.
1: It kind of makes sense. This was about the time last year when Turin was announced as the host city. So I could see them trying to at least get on scheduling track since they are on the sh- shorter timeline in planning than previous years.
0: Yes, so. yeah, the, the clock is ticking. Speaking of ephemerality, Snapchat a...
1: Snap. Snap, which has been the big hit out of this year's Eurovision, has crossed the 200 million streams mark on Spotify. That means it has also passed Waterloo and Euphoria on the most streamed Eurovision tracks. Ever, I think the last time that we talked about this, I was just like, "Oh yeah, that should happen sometime by the end of the year." I meant end of the year, I did not mean end of the month.
0: But yeah, the juggernaut continues, and just sort of looking at how things are trending, uh, it should pass D, which has just over two hundred eight million streams, and Fairy which has two fifteen million streams, probably in the next week.
1: That sounds about right. It's still averaging about two and a half million streams per day, so yeah, like a week from now, that should be another fifteen million or so. And then number one and number two on that chart, Ziti Woni has 342 million streams and Arcade has 806 million streams. So a little while until Snap catches up with either of those. Although with Ziti Broni, if it still is maintaining this pace... That could also be by end of year. Yes, Yeah, it's it's amazing. And it's still performing on the U.S. charts. Like it's still at the bottom reaches of the Hot 100, like still hanging out in the low 90s. But I was checking the American Top 40 charts, uh, which has a slightly different methodology than the Billboard charts. And on this week's episode, it was number 39 on the American Top 40 and number 35 on the Top Adult Contemporary chart so that's guaranteed radio play so that's just going to add to the mix
0: if you look at the charts this year you have things like glass animals is heat waves that took a very slow climb to the top i'm not sure snap is going to make it all the way to number one on billboard but it still has legs
1: now that we're in like fall, pumpkin spice season, it feels like it, it's of that piece. Yeah, that makes sense. And, well, well, yeah, because yeah.
0: like just mentally, my brain is just like it's soup weather, and like this is very much a soup weather song. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we're done recording, I'm going to look up some Ar- Armenian soups. Uh, see see what I can throw in the instant pot. So, <laughs> but yeah, we we will continue to watch Snap as it continues its success on. The U.S. charts. It's fun to watch. Yes. Something that was maybe not as much fun to watch was the movie Xanadu, which uh, we we both watched recently and talked about on our Patreon. That episode dropped last week. It was a really fun discussion, even if the movie itself was kind of...
0: All over the place. That was a delightful conversation, and I really like that Patreon episode a lot.
1: Yeah, if you head over to patreon.com slash Eurowhat... Subscribe there and you'll have access to that episode, our previous Patreon episodes. You can revisit the American Song Contest if you so choose. Yeah, if you're still kind of on the fence about that, our next episode, we are both out of town in weird calendar ways that are making it impossible to record. So we will be dropping a Patreon episode, specifically one about Italo Disco. You can get a sample of that and see what we're doing over there. Come on by. It's been a lot of fun.
0: It's been a lot of fun, and if, if you need enticement, there's a really fun soundboard in that episode. All right, let's get into it before they make the decision, and we, this episode is even less relevant than we thought it would be. Uh, so it is Sonya versus Lulu. It is Fairy Cross the Mercy versus Super Trooper. It is Liverpool versus Glasgow.
1: There were seven cities that were shortlisted as potential host cities for the UK. Newcastle, Leeds, Manchester, Birmingham, and Sheffield were eliminated a week or so ago. So we
0: are now down to the last two, which are Glasgow and Liverpool. So far, there's been no real info about why these two were the final two, but Birmingham has specifically said uh, the ceiling of our venue is too low, and we... Proposed changes, but uh, that still wasn't enough. It's interesting to me that, like, if you're going to do a shortlist, I was expecting like three, but I think if they had not yet done site visits, or if those site visits had been delayed, it makes sense to just kind of get it down to a final two. Mm -hmm. Especially since, like we just said, the clock is ticking.
1: Even though Turin wasn't selected until about this time last year, Italy still knew it was going to host, so it could get those gears rolling. But UK did not know it was hosting, like, in May like it, it, there was a delay there so they they are really on a compressed timeline this time around I took a look at Liverpool and Ben took a look at Glasgow I guess I'll go first with Liverpool it's the fifth largest metro area in the UK. It is considered the world capital city of pop. That is a title that comes from Guinness Book of World Records because a number of artists have generated a lot of number one singles from the Liverpool scene. Uh, there's this one group from the 60s. What's their name? They have the the hair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The skiffle band. Yeah. 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 Oh, the Beatles. Yeah. That, yes. That's it. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're from there. Uh, in fact, the airport is John Lennon uh, International Airport. Some great name recognition there. In terms of other cultural stuff, it has the second most number of galleries and museums in the UK, London ranking first in that. Liverpool also has a friendship link with Odessa, so kind of a sister city, twin city connection there. That that at least has a nod to Ukraine as a partner in hosting next year's contest, Looking at the venue, the proposed venue is the M&S Bank Arena, which is right on the waterfront. It's also known as the Liverpool Arena. It used to be known as the Echo Arena. It has a capacity of uh, about 11,000. For Eurovision, that's probably going to be less because you're not going to have the full capacity available. It's going to be about three-quarter capacity there. Looking at the venue's website, uh, just kind of seeing what their schedule is looking like around Eurovision time. There are some shows that may need to be rescheduled if this goes through. Even though Eurovision happens in May, there's like a six to eight week lead time that's necessary so they can do rehearsals, load in all the equipment, build the stage, all of that. Can't have shows happening while that's going on. Looking at the list based on if Eurovision happens at the beginning of May, they may need to reschedule the Hot Wheels Monster Trucks live show, Elton John, Magic Mike, Reminisce in Concert a show called Michael Starring Ben, which is a Michael Jackson tribute thing, and Andre Ryu. There is a gap in the schedule from May 12th to June 23rd, so if your vision's a little bit later in the month, they may not have to move as many things around. However, there is another scheduling concern that I found uh, while doing some travel googling about Liverpool. Pretty much every blog that came up, was talking about Liverpool's football culture. There are two teams in Liverpool, a Liverpool FC and Everton, and it's a big deal in Liverpool. Even though the soccer stadiums are not near the venue at all, it does kind of take over the city whenever they're playing at home. And I looked at their home schedules. They have home games three out of the four weekends in may so mm. if they're going to try to avoid that and also minimize the number of shows that they need to move around it may need to be a very late eurovision like possibly the last saturday in may which isn't unheard of but uh yeah ha- hasn't happened in quite a while right so it, it could be a sticking point for the show
0: my thoughts of what a liverpool eurovision is going to look like is going to be some sort of tribute to the beatles hmm and like i'm not sure how i feel about that sorry apologies to liverpool you have many other wonderful musicians who have come from your city but
1: yeah i and it's i don't know i think it's going to depend on how much of the odessa influence comes in a number of the schools in liverpool also have uh programs related to ukraine so I think maybe that might help temper that a little bit because I, I, my understanding is the goal is to have this be as much of a Ukrainian show that just happens to be in the UK rather than it being – the UK full-on hosting. Correct, so, which, honestly, it should be. I wasn't wowed by what I was seeing when I was looking up Liverpool, if I'm being completely honest. Like, the is not far from Pride Quarter, which is Liverpool's gayborhood, and it's, like, the only official gay quarter in the UK, which kind of surprised me. But, like, reading through... Uh, there's, like, whole Wikipedia pages about Liverpool's LGBT history, and it's been... Eh like it, it's it's not been bad but it's it's it feels like it's more gay tolerant than gay friendly and i am not sure how that's going to sit overall yeah i i, I don't know why, uh, how much more to read into that like i will still be going if it ha- <laughs> if it happens to be there but like i wasn't i wasn't as wowed by it uh, as i was hoping all right yeah how how was your glasgow research
0: uh glasgow research was very fun I took some of the same tactics you did in sort of looking at the city and seeing what's happening there. Much like Liverpool, Glasgow is a fairly old city. But on the other hand, there's lots of old cities in the UK and in Europe in general. Uh, But Glasgow dates back to like the 6th century. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the cool thing that I found out is that in Glasgow's Victoria Park, there are 11 trees where the fossilized tree stumps date back to the Carboniferous period. Uh, So there are trees in Glasgow older than the dinosaurs. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is one of 19 UNESCO cities of music, which was definitely sort of highlighted in their their pitch for things. Uh, Liverpool is also a UNESCO city of music, uh, which they, again, as as we said, they have that one band that came from there that one time. Among others. One thing that surprised me is that the US only has one UNESCO city of music. Do you know what city that is, Mike? Uh, Nashville? You would think that, but it's actually Kansas City, Missouri really yes there's a history of specifically like jazz and blues from kansas city but yeah just i was like i are but certainly nashville's on the list as well nashville's not on the list
1: that is very surprising
0: i w- i also looked for ukrainian ties between glasgow and like anywhere and there are none but glasgow did have a sister city relationship with rostov on don russia which ended in february 2022 for obvious reasons size wise Glasgow is the largest city in Scotland. It is the fourth most populous city in the United Kingdom and the 27th largest city by population in Europe. The greater metropolitan area of Glasgow in 2022 was just shy of 1.7 million. Okay. If it's hosted there, we're going to be at the Ovo Hydro. It opened in 2013, has a maximum capacity of 14,300, although, again, that is not likely how many seats they're going to be at Eurovision. It's notable for being used as the exterior shots of the venue for some Eurovision movie that happened on Netflix. And a thing that I found shocking is that it is the second busiest venue in the world behind Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. The the data on this is from the before times, you know, when we had events. Right. But in 2019, it was generally attracting more than 1 million visitors each year. Wow. Yeah. Looking at its calendar... There was not as much that would need to be moved, but there was still some stuff. Celine Dion's Courage World Tour will be probably getting moved. Uh, Sabaton, the tour to end all tours. Magic Mike, again. Andre Ryu, again. So, like, Andre can really sway this one way or the other.
1: One of his dates is getting moved, but uh, we'll see where he is playing hardball. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: But May is basically wide open except for Andre
1: hmm interesting so
0: glasgow is ready the ovo is ready in terms of like other factors it's very nicely situated like bbc scotland is right nearby there's a bunch of other venues that are very nearby that would make for a very nice eurovision village uh looking into culinary history chicken tikka masala supposedly was invented in glasgow really yes huh that huh (laughs) <laughs> Any history on that? Oh, okay, yeah. So as the story goes, uh, the Bangladeshi chef served a curry one night to a customer. He complained it was too dry. So he goes back in the kitchen, adds some canned tomato soup to the dish, and turns it into a creamy curry. Unless we get chicken tikka. Oh,
1: all right. That is one of the things that I'm
0: really looking forward to, as uh, uh, all the British curries. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's just got, it's got like a lot of really interesting history, just as a city of the arts, as a as again the the cultural capital of Scotland.
1: I'm really hopeful that is going to be Glasgow that's selected. I think that one's going to be just a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it yeah, feels like, like a lot of
0: fun. It also just feels like a very safe choice, and I think if you're trying to. Especially, again, we're on a tight timeline. We want to make sure this goes this this goes well. Uh, putting it into safe hands just feels like what's likely to happen.
1: It feels like they have been planning this for a while, even like even before like the end of Eurovision. Because like every country that is in contention, like they're just like okay, well, let's at least start penciling some stuff in. I get the sense that they had kind of an eye on this before knowing what the actual outcome was going to be
0: part of me just loves the the secret level vision boarding of turning the venue that was used in the movie into the actual venue of a Eurovision Mm -hmm. and like again just lean into that perfect harmony is a really good tagline for, for a year where it is one country hosting the the previous winning nation. That
1: movie's just as much of a monkey's paw as (laughs) as the show can be. Yes. And, like, (laughs) it's it's just, like,
0: very, like, just thinking of the potential Wikipedia editing that needs to happen. Oh, yeah. Just (laughs) delights me. Is that so? In 2020, the movie was released. In 2023, the venue from the movie was the actual venue. It's very silly.
1: (laughs) Maybe Netflix can backtrack and change uh, the city from Edinburgh
0: to Glasgow. Yes.
1: all the more confusing
0: (laughs) like that's that's a minimum level of adr that needs to happen make it so
1: i guess the next time that we reconvene we will know what the host city will be it's so exciting
0: it is it is is really exciting again like it's a weird time right now just because none of the news is gonna is gonna matter in two weeks yes or two days or Or, two
1: days (laughs) or maybe two hours i don't know i could be in the middle of editing this Uh, yeah yes anything is
0: possible that's going to do it for this episode of the euro what thanks for listening the euro what podcast is hosted by ben smith that's me and mike mccomb
1: that's me you can follow the euro what on the podcast app of your choice if you'd like to support the show we're also on patreon at patreon.com slash euro what
0: show notes from the description of this episode and on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at Eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email Eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Next time on the Eurowhat, we'll be looking back at the Italo Disco Medley from this year's Eurovision Song Contest.